WHOV 88.1 FM welcomes you to the pastor's study. The pastor's study in any church is a place where the pastor can go to collect his thoughts, study God's word, and develop ideas and thoughts on what direction the church needs to take. The pastor's study is where research is done on various topics. Missions are brought to the forefront and salvation is formed. The pastor's study on WHOV is a talk show that allows you, the listener, to come inside and to find out more about the ministers in the area and the good works they are doing across the region, the nation, and the world. Hosted by Pastor Kevin Swan of Ivy Baptist Church in Newport News, the pastor study is now open to the public. So come on in and find out what plans God has for his shepherds and his people. To the pastor's study here on WHOV 88.1 FM. We missed you last week. We are back live in the studio, in the new studio here on the campus of W uh, of Hampton University in the studio here at WHOV. We want to first of all thank this studio is very, very nice. And uh, we are thankful to God that we are here uh, on the other side now. And uh, we want to first of all thank President Harvey. We want, we want to thank uh, Dean Whitaker-Heck 
We want to thank um, Dr. Gerald Roy, Station Manager Jay Lang, Kevin Moose Anderson, who's in studio with us, who is helping us along in this transition. Uh, the reason why we weren't here last week is because uh, they were uh, preparing the studio, and it is very, very nice, um, and we're still getting used to uh, all of the the new equipment. But uh, first of all, we, we just are glad to be back on the, stu- on, on the show with you, and uh, we hope you missed us last week. We did miss you as well, but uh, we have a good show that, this, today that we want to get started, and um, every other Tuesday, we have with us Jerry Good, who is a certified fitness trainer, and uh, he is here with us in studio today. And uh, Jerry, first of all, we say a very pleasant good afternoon to you. Um, good afternoon you as well, Pastor Swan. The studio is definitely an excellent studio. Um, thanks again for having me. Yeah, we moving on up, man. We like we like the Jeffersons, man. We're we on the east side now, and uh, still getting kind of used to it, but... Uh, we're glad that you're here, Jerry. You come every other Tuesday. And uh, for those who are just tuning in and just listening to the Pastor Study for the first time, this is a show where we talk about uh, relevant information. Uh, we talk about things that affect our community. Uh, from a biblical perspective, the Pastor Study is the place where people go, uh, where pastors go, and they seek the face of God. They, they try to get answers to problems that are in our community. Uh, we leave no subject off the table. We talk about everything. We invite you to call in, and uh, we will be uh, asking you to call in a little bit later, 727-5711. One thing we wanted to do this year was to have Jerry to come on consistently to talk about our bodies. Um, there is a huge problem in our country with obesity, juvenile uh, obesity as well. Lots of health problems in the African-American community can be attributed to uh, poor eating habits, uh, excess weight high blood pressure, hypertension, diabetes, all of those things uh, can be attributed to not eating properly, not exercising properly. We live now in a generation where people are much uh, less mobile. Uh, We're not as active as we used to be. Uh, A lot of the technology that's wonderful has caused us to be lazy in many respects. And so uh, it is definitely having problems as far as our health is concerned overall. So we wanted to bring Jerry in to talk to us and Jerry always brings goodies when he comes and so uh, we'll be giving that information out a little bit later on but Jerry today we wanted to talk about nutrition um, because we know that eating is just as important as as working out and so um, for those who are listening help us to understand uh, first of all why nutrition is important and and then also help us to understand what kinds of things uh, should we be eating on a consistent basis. Okay, well, first of all, you know, one of the biggest things we need to um, eat to live, not live to eat. Um, one of the biggest things about our eating program is a diet, and I consistent call it a, a lifestyle change. The reason why the nutrition is 90% of everything. Um, what you are is what you eat. Now, the biggest thing we want to do, the fruits, vegetables, um, I talked about it before, you want to do high protein, good carbohydrates, that's consistent of vegetables, um, brown rice, yams, those things right there. You don't want you want to get away from the simple sugars, which consists of bread, pasta, white rice. Those are high glycemic. You want to stay away from those things. Um, also, you want to do low fat. You got good fat and you got bad fat. Nuts produce good fat. Um, one of the things with people doing now today, you got to start looking at the labels too. 
um, one of the things we're ripping and running is in our society, and it's a lot of times we do the microwave dinners. And one thing about the microwave dinners, you have a lot of sodium. Sometimes you have anywhere from 1,200 to 1,500 milligrams of sodium. So um, as you're doing your eating program, the biggest thing you want to do is um, you want to eat on a consistent basis every three hours. The reason being that speeds your metabolism up. Also, it gives the nutrients that you provide on a regular basis. So you have to be informative about that. Um, you want to stick to the things that are consistent for you. Um, dealing with lean, lean meats, dealing with um, turkey, fish, chicken, instead of beef and pork. A lot of times with the pork and beef, it's hard to digest. So you can have that on the, um, not as consistent, but you want to stay away from those as well on a regular basis. Okay, now you're talking about, again, uh, sodium, just so that people know, with the TV dinners, high sodium is salt, right? Yes. And, and salt is definitely not good for you. It leads to high blood pressure, again, hypertension, all of the things that typically African Americans struggle with. Now, people might be listening again and saying, well, Jerry, you know, I hear you saying we should be eating every two to three hours. Well, somebody might be listening and saying, well, doesn't that cause you to gain more weight, but you're not suggesting that we eat full meals, a, a, a big meal every three hours. So can you kind of explain your, what you mean by that when you say we should be eating consistently throughout the day? Yes, um, it's portion size. I mean, it seems that it would be different because of the way we're dealing with but the way our metabolism works is that once you eat something and um, you consistently eat it on a three-hour time period, your body says, oh, okay, it's okay for me to release this fat into the bloodstream to be burnt off. Um, if you don't eat on a consistent basis, your body holds that body fat. And that's why diabetes, high blood pressures are so prevalent in our community. And once again, like to, to the high-sodium foods, I mean, a lot of times we eat a lot of rice, um, a lot of Chinese food. And one of the things about Chinese food, you want to make sure they don't have the MSG in them. And when you have high sodium, what that does is deals with blood pressure and those types of things. So when you eat every three hours, your body is just like a furnace. It keeps burning those calories. And how do you find out how many calories I need? Well, you take an example of, okay, say, for example, you eat um, protein from a meat source, you're eating your complex carbs from vegetables, and you're eating low fat. Now, if you eat um, whatever 200, 300 calories, and you're hungry within an hour and a half to two hours, then you know you need to do those good things but add a little bit more calories so you can still sustain about three hours. Okay, now, for, for those of us who are in the back of the class, it, it, you know, we, we need a little bit more understanding of what you're saying, okay? So... Um, Give us an example of what things exactly we should be eating. Like, start with us with breakfast. What what should we eat for breakfast? Take us through lunch, whatever the case might be, through a full day. If you could give us a basic example. I know you can't do a complete, but just kind of give us some idea. Okay, for breakfast, we should be eating something like this. For midday, we should be, or in between lunch, we should be eating something like this. So if I start at 8 o'clock with breakfast, kind of take me through the day. Now, breakfast um, is called breaking the fast from last night, so that's very important. Now, for breakfast, um, you want protein. Most of the time, you can protein from eggs. You can do um, the egg whites have the protein in them. Now, the egg yolk, some studies have said some of them is good fat, some is bad fat, but you want to stay away from the yolks. So, say, for example, you do three egg whites. You can boil the eggs, take the yolk out of them, and then you have three egg whites. Also, you want to do oatmeal. You can do oatmeal. Well, now, oatmeal is good. Now, you don't want the ones with sugar because a lot of you probably say, oh, I can get the oatmeal with the sugar. No, I kind of put it down to the good times oatmeal where you're having those kind of packages. You get your oatmeal. Um, that's your actual fiber that you want. Okay, and so you have the, the eggs, the oatmeal, and then the spinach, 
Some people like spinach for breakfast. I do it and, and mix it up as an omelet, um, which you can do in also a glass of water. Now, the thing about that, that starts your day. Now you get your good carbs, you got your high protein, and that's a low-sodium and low-fat diet. Now, the three hours later, for example, you can do choices. You can have, um, you know, you can actually have tuna fish. Tuna fish um, along with um, vegetables. Now, you want the green vegetables. The green vegetables help as, as more fiber-based. And then also you can have your actual fruits. Now, the thing about the fruits now, you can have the uh, banana, which is high in potassium. But the problem is you don't want to do a lot of fruits throughout the day because it has a lot of sugar. The third meal of the day, um, keeping it simple, could be a spinach salad. Now, because lettuce has no really no nutritional value, you can do spinach. You can do your, your lettuce, tomatoes, dice your onions, and the kind of dressings you want to use. You want to do low-fat um, Italian dressing. You can do honey mustard. They're saying that honey mustard and cayennes, they actually speed your metabolism up as well. So those kind of dressings will also help your metabolism up. Okay, your third meal a day. Now, you can actually, something that we're going to talk about um, later on probably, we, I'm promoting products as far as the GNC that's showing you that's good products. It's called the Lean Shake. The Lean Shake is high in fiber. It has good carbs, and actually it's a shake. So if you do that right there, it's easy to digest in the evening time. So that way you have your protein, and if you want to mix strawberries, which has a lot of antioxidants, that's good. Now, after that, the fourth meal would be going into the dinner time. Now, you want to pick dealing with one source of meat, either chicken, turkey, or fish. You want to bake that particular item, and you can have vegetables along with your um, brown rice, um, half a yam. You can have that as well. And then right before you go to bed, because a lot of people have the theory, after 7, I don't eat. But when you don't eat, your body stores up. And if you go to bed about 8 o'clock and you haven't eaten from 8 and you got to get up 8 in the morning, now that's almost 12 hours without eating. So your body holds a lot of stuff. So you can also do a protein shake at that time. You know, we have Weibolic 60 at GNC, which is high protein, low fat, good carbs. And so that would be something good for you. Okay, so what you're saying then is contrary to what a lot of people may be hearing, you know, don't eat after 6 o'clock, don't eat after a certain time, but you're suggesting that we should continue to eat throughout the day because in doing so, it's going to, to help our metabolism continue to burn off the necessary fat or whatever it is that we have. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, that is correct. And um, what happens is the, the more you eat in portions over a time period, now you easy to digest. Now you're doing high fiber. You want to have at least 25 to 30 grams of fiber a day. And what that does is help break down your food. And high, high fiber keeps your stomach down. So a lot of times people have a problem with the abdominal area. If you do high fiber, it's just like the fiber that you eat latches onto your um, the actual fats and it makes it comes out of your system. So that's why it's good for high fiber. Yeah, translation, high fiber allows you to use the bathroom much easier. All right? That means you don't have to strain as much if you have a high fiber diet. Is that correct, Jerry? That is correct. So um, you, you need to understand that if, you, if you're using the bathroom and you're struggling, it's, you know, you, you're straining, you're not supposed to be. When you strain, that's a sign of a lack of fiber. Enough fiber in your diet it should come out pretty easily in most cases. Is that correct? That is correct. Okay. So we're trying to help you out there. I ain't trying to get in your business when... You're on the throne of grace, but you, you do need to understand that fiber contributes to how you use the restroom. And, and so not only that, but um, also how your, your bowel looks, um, it should come out in one 
we don't want to get too graphic, but it should come out <laughs> in, in one piece instead of little itty-bitty pieces. Um, that's also a sign of a lack of fiber and water intake into your diet. So just these little things that you can be mindful of. Now, Jerry, you always bring goodies uh, when you come, and uh, we always like to bless the listening audience. And uh, what do you have for us today, and uh, what sorts of things will you be giving out? Okay, now I have a lean shake sample of protein. Um, um, I had spoke about that earlier, but the lean shake has said high fiber, um, good protein, and it's low in sodium. Um, now, also too in that line of products, you have also a lean seven-day fast loss kit at GNC. That's dealing with the lean shake, a body detox, along with the um, actual metabolism booster. And that's right now. It's fifty nine nine nine. The second one is half price. Um, also, I have the D three. Um, D3, the studies have shown that what happens is in the summertime, we don't get a lot of colds in the summertime because when the sunlight is out, it absorbs and it gives us D3. Now, so in the wintertime, when we don't have sunlight, our body immune system go down because we're lacking in D3. That's why you actually take D3 um, to increase your D3 levels, which builds up your immune system. And also, I have um, a protein bar, which is a good combination of high protein, good carbs, low fiber. That's the... Um, um, Pro Crunch Light Bar, and also I have a strawberry flavor um, bar that's from the Nutrium, the system we have for us for the women. That's a good protein bar for you as well. I'm um, also I throw in some Jack Three, which is a pre-workout for the people who I constantly put that in there because people who are serious about working out, you take a little bit before you work out, and um, it accelerates you, get you back focused, so you can have a powerful workout. Now, let's be clear. Don't take the Jack 3 if you're not going to work out. <laughs> you got to take it, and then it will give you some energy to help you to exercise and get the most out of your routine. But if you don't plan on exercising, please don't don't take that. But um, all of the other things Jerry has can be used. Not only that, but Jerry also makes himself available. He is uh, the store manager of GNC and Military Circle Shopping Center. And so uh, when will you be available for those who may want to come in and just ask you questions about what they're hearing today? Okay. Um, this Friday, you can come in the store from, I'm going to extend the hours from 12 to 3. You know, you can come in the store. I'll be able to ask questions. And those people who, who actually get the packages that we can promote, you'll be able to come in and, um, and talk about those individual packages because I'll get you on a game plan. Also, I did indicate on my website, bodybyjg.com, um, we have an eating program up there that lose up to 17 pounds in two weeks. And that program is basically implementing what I'm saying about something that you can use to jumpstart your eating program, to keep it simple and to the point. So it makes a difference. Absolutely. And uh, as Jerry already said, eating is as much of you getting your body back in shape as you're exercising, if not more important. So if you're going to the gym and you're exercising faithfully, but you're not seeing the results of your hard work, you need to check your diet and making sure that you're eating the right things at the right time so that your body can respond properly. So now, Jerry, if somebody can't come in between 12 and 3, do you have a phone number that they can call you or some sort of way, the email, some kind of way they can get in contact with you? Um, yes, you can call me at um, area code 757-412-9331. Again, that is 757-412-9331. And um, that is my line you can call for the information as well. Okay, so how many how many goodie bags or how much of this are you giving out today for, for the people who call? I'm giving out 10 bags for the, um, for the content. Okay, so first 10 callers, 
Once again, all of the information that he listed, the protein, the lean shake, uh, the Jack 3, all of the things that he has mentioned that's in this goodie bag, first 10 callers. Now, listen, if you've already won, please don't call, okay? Let somebody else uh, get it. If you haven't called, you want to be one of the first 10 to receive, 727 727-5711. We're going to take a break here. First 10 callers, uh, you get the goodie bag from Jerry Good, certified fitness trainer, store manager at GNC. We're going to take a quick break now, and when we come on the other side of the break, we're going to get into our question of the day. Pastor Ray Johnson of Calvary Revival Church Peninsula is here with us. We're going to take your call, 727-5711. First 10 callers get the free packet here on WHOV 88.1 FM. Listen, Eden is kingdom, and Eden mindset is a kingdom mindset. Let me hear ya. Where my Eden citizens at? Where my Eden citizens at? Where you at? Let me see you do your hands like this. Come on, let me hear you, let me hear you. Put your hands together like this. Come on. And we're back on the pastor's study here on WHOV 88.1 FM. Pastor Kevin Swan and Pastor Ray Johnson in the studio. If you're just tuning in, you missed a treat. Brother Jerry Good, certified fitness trainer. He always comes in and he blesses us, gives us a lot of good information to help us. First 10 callers receive his goodie bag. Lots of good information in it and things that can help you to help your body to be better. Also, want to let you know we're on Facebook. Don't forget we're on Facebook, The Pastor's Study. You can look us up, share a comment with us, and we encourage you to do that. Also, we're on Twitter, at The Pastor's Study. So you can uh, send us a tweet or you can uh, leave a message on Facebook. We'll be glad to put some of your comments on the air. Pastor Ray Johnson is here, Calvary Revival Peninsula. Yes, sir. Pastor, how you doing, man? Doing very well, sir. Good to be in the building. Want to get back to Eden and live on top of the world, man. I know that's right. I know that's right. Listen, you got some information you want to share with us, some things going on. Why don't you tell us what's happening? Listen, man, I am extremely excited. Coming into Calvary Revival Church's Peninsula's second church anniversary, the Lord has allowed us to be able to touch souls and change lives for at least two years, and I'm excited about that. You know, some, some people don't make it six months, Pastor Swan. Got that right. And uh, the Lord has allowed us to make it two years. And we have coming in Bishop Vaughn McLaughlin of the Potter's House Christian Fellowship from Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, his church, Pastor Swan, I'm not sure if you know, but they own an actual mall. They rehabbed a mall, Normandy Mall in Jacksonville, and the church owns the mall. Couldn't believe it. Ooh. And that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. That's called being the head and not the tail. Hello, somebody. And uh, I had a chance to spend some time with him and uh, fellowshipping with him. He'll be coming in. Uh, on Saturday, actually, but he'll be preaching Sunday morning at 10 o'clock. want to invite the community to come out and celebrate with us. Uh, what's exciting is, is uh, I wanted to get in behind the scenes and kind of look at the mall and the marble flooring. It's called Kingdom Plaza, and uh, one of the things that he has done is is he's uh, turned the mall into a business incubator, Pastor Swan, and I wanted to find out how that operated and how it functioned, and so I kept asking him, uh, are, are people leasing space? And he kept telling me no. And I said, well, now, how does it how does it earn revenue and he said well what the business owners that are in the mall are members of the church i require them to do one thing he said tie i said you kidding me i said you don't have a, a land lease on people he said no he said this is kingdom that's why it's called kingdom plaza and so they just simply tied uh they have a music studio that's there a java rock cafe that's there bowling alley that's in that i said my goodness 
I said, uh, uh, you know, you talk about economic development, vision, and pulling people out of an impoverishment situation, a school academy, all kinds of things. But he's going to be here. Uh, he's a regular on TBN, but he'll be coming to preach at Calvary Revival Church Peninsula at 10 a.m. this Sunday morning. I want you to come out and to have a good time and fellowship with us. And give us your address and phone number e- and e- website, all that information. Yeah, they can reach us. We're at 119 29th Street. Now, we're on the Overtown side. Most people think we're on the southeast side. We're on the Overtown, Overside, Overtown side about two blocks from City Hall. It's 119 29th Street in between Washington and West Avenue. You can look us up online, www.crcpeninsula.org, or you can email us at life at crcpeninsula.org, or you can call us at uh, 245-1747. Go ahead and support Pastor Johnson. First of all, congratulations again, Pastor, on, on the anniversary, and certainly we wish you much more success. I know God has great things in store for you. Uh, once again, for those... There's still three spots left. Goodie Bags by Jerry Good. Seven people have called in. Three spots are left. If you want to get the goodie bag, be one of the first three callers, 727-5711. Phone lines are ringing already. You want to get that goodie bag, 727-5711. By the way, Jerry Good is going to be at Booker T. Washington High School this coming Saturday uh, in Norfolk. Uh, there's a big program that they're doing over there. Uh, the time is from 8:30 to 3. But Jerry, what time will you be? Will you be going on? About 10 o'clock, 10 a.m. on this Saturday. If you're on the south side and want to come here and meet Jerry, hear him talk about all of the things that he shares on the radio in depth. This Saturday at Booker T. Washington High School uh, in the city of Norfolk, he'll be speaking at about 10 a.m. So again, you can go over and get more information. Well, Pastor. We want to jump into the show for today. We were off last week. Once again, want to thank all of the leaders uh, of Hampton University. This radio station is, is fabulous and phenomenal. We thank God for the increase and the upgrades of what's happening here in the studio and certainly allowing us to be a part of, of this uh, experience as the station goes to greater heights. But where we left off two weeks ago, Pastor Johnson, was we were talking about the state of relationships, black relationships, Uh, in our community and where they're going then it does not appear that they're getting better it appears that we are going in the opposite direction and one of the things we wanted to talk about today was marriage and black marriages Um, what's happening in the african-american community as it pertains to marriage we know already more uh, you know we are the least likely group to get married we know 45 percent of african-american women have never been married nor will they ever get married Mm -hmm. so if you have almost half of your population Mm -hmm. uh of females that have never been married but yet and still their kids uh that take place and all these kinds of things um what kind of dynamic what kind of impact do you think that's having on our community well, I'll tell you, Pastor Swan, it, it's having a, a devastating effect on our community uh, in regards to the number of children who are growing up in single-parent households, uh, all kind of data uh, that is uh, that is being taken, particularly right here from Hampton University, from the Center for African-American Marriage, Parenting, and Family with Dr. Linda Cologne. Her research uh, tends to leave us with the idea that uh, children who are growing up in this environment are growing up um, with the opportunity to, to not really finish school as well, not achieve um, as well are prone to uh, several different kinds of activities that would warrant them not pursuing a college education, also uh, having more children out of wedlock themselves. Um, and so we're really in a very strong 
uh, predicament in regards to not uh, performing well in terms of our marriages, educationally, socially, spiritually, economically. Uh, this is having a strong impact in regards to how we progress in the next generation, which is one of the primary concerns that I have uh, in regards to African-American marriages um, uh, to the effect of less than 45 percent. I mean, it's just it's I mean, the, the statistics are just mind blowing that 45 percent of our women, uh, African-American women will never get married. Um, and um, that doesn't include looking at different races either. That's just within marrying an African-American man. So 45 percent of our sisters yeah. will never get married. But yet the majority of the 45 percent will have kids. Yes, sir. Okay. I, I actually had one of one of my now, now this this is an issue that that is not just germane to the church. Uh, I had one of our own young people uh, in her early twenties, college student, uh, who, who who as we discussed this, walked right up to me and said, "You know, Pastor, I hear what you're saying, and um, you know I agree with you to some extent, but I don't even see the the validity or the importance of marriage. I mean, I plan to have children, but I don't plan to have a husband. I don't see what the importance of of that is. So, why even do that?" That's the problem. <laughs> the problem is now, Pastor, we've gotten to the point where I, this next generation doesn't even see the value, the value of go. getting married. Yes, sir. Um, I can, and so, you know, everybody has these top ten lists. I have a top ten list. Go ahead, sir. All right, and we can talk about it. All right. Okay? Top ten reasons of why I think people, particularly in the African-American community, are no longer getting married. Are you doing number ten first? Okay. No, I'm just going to go in order. All right? Because it's not, I didn't do it ranking them. I just said, he's, here are the 10. 10, go ahead. Okay. Number one, several states, now including Washington, D.C., mm-hmm. that are now passing same sex civil unions. Wow. And the impact that that has oh, wow. on marriage. Now, let me say this. Are you bringing the down low phenomenon in no, this? No, I got, that's another number. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm talking right now. Same-sex civil unions. Same-sex civil unions. Now, let me, let me say this um, when I say I am not trying to be homophobic or come against homosexuals when I say this. Go ahead. But there is a clear difference between a civil union and marriage. Sir. Yes, there. T-I-S. Civil is law. Mm-hmm. Marriage is God-ordained. Yes, sir. And the two will never come together. Yes, they're mutually exclusive. So for somebody to say that there is is a, such a thing as gay marriage, yeah. that can't happen because God did not ordain that. Yeah. Now, are there civil unions that are becoming law? Yeah. Yes, but yeah. that does not necessarily mean that God is honoring that. Yes, sir. I mean, when you, when you deal with uh, uh, civil unions and you deal with uh, relationships, you, you've got to understand that, um, you know, a man and a woman is a thing that is God ordained, and so as a result of it being God ordained, um, that is not something that uh, we we ascribe to in regards to our relationships. So, with that understanding, I mean, number one, that is interesting that you bring that up. So, the fact that you have civil unions is is playing a a, a huge role in why so many African Americans are choosing not to wed. Wow, not to wed. Yeah. Spiritually speaking. There you go. Because marriage is spiritual. Yeah. Civil unions are law. That's something. And here's the thing we need to understand about the enemy. Let's do a quick Bible study for a minute. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. The Bible says that 
Satan comes but to do three things. Uh-huh. Steal, kill, kill, and, and do it. Destroy. And destroy. Uh-huh. Which means he does not create. No, sir. Okay? God created He's a creator. Yes, sir. the institution of marriage. Yes. What the enemy has done is taken what has already been created because uh-huh. he does not have the ability to create, and he mimics what has already been created. Yes, sir. Okay, so uh, God has a trinity. Mm-hmm. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Uh-huh. Satan established a trinity uh-huh. of his own. Uh-huh. Satan, the false prophet, yeah. and the Antichrist. And the Antichrist. So that lets us know that whatever God has already established, you preach it, the enemy will try to replicate it for his own good. I feel a ham and organ coming on. Somebody give me an organ. I feel a... <laughs> <laughs> but what we understand then is this. Yeah. Is that while he tries to suggest that marriages in the in the gay community are equal to what God has ordained, it would never be the case. Or the exact same thing. But our kids who are growing up in this environment yes. may look at it as being the same. Yes. When in fact in the economy of God they would never be. Well one of the things uh, the Lord told to, to, to Adam and, and 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 Eve, he said, be fruitful and multiply. And so uh the end result of their union coming together is fruitfulness that happens. And two women and cannot produce fruit in that sense in a natural way, and neither can two men. Absolutely. So that's number one. We got nine more to go. Yes, but sir. we do want to hear from you, 727-5711. I think that, we, that was hot. That was one? Yeah. That, that one was pretty good? Yeah. Let's see. I think we have a call on that. I'm going to see if we can try this here. Do we have a call on the air? Yes, we do. Oh, we got the board to work. Yes. All right. Go ahead and state your comment, please. Uh, yes. Uh, happy anniversary to both of you. Congrats. Congrats. Now, I've got a question for both of you. What on earth, how do y'all know 45% of the sisters will never get married? What in the world? I'm telling you, caller, this comes from the Center for African American uh, Marriage, Parent, and Family Leadership um, study that they have done nationwide. Now, now let me ask you, I think I know the answer. Are are you married right now? Uh, Not at the moment, no. You're African American? Yes, I am. Okay, so you, you are... In in the unfortunate number. Wait, number. No, 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 wait, 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 wait. This is <laughs> where not, we need to talk. No, I'm not. I am in a very loving, committed relationship. I'm on the threshold of marriage, okay? Oh, praise I, the Lord. We're going to put that broom down for you. Jump that broom, girl. Jump that broom. That, that's right. That's right. It's happening. It's coming, okay? <laughs> well, we, we'll move you out of that statistic then. How about oh, that? Thank you. So, okay. That, 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 that's just it. Some will never marry, but... If they don't, it's not, well, I shouldn't say it's not the worst thing in the world, but you know, that, that that's probably making some people think, oh, my God, what has happened to me? You know, that that type of thing. Yeah, we, we appreciate the call. I'm going to comment on that. Thank you for the call. But okay. not, not only that, but I believe, and maybe a sister, you can call in and help me on this. If 45% know that they're not going to get married and somebody comes along and they want to get married, Somebody comes along who may not even be right for them. Uh oh. I believe that they're more likely to hang on, mm-hmm. to try to make things work, to try to make something fit mm-hmm. when obviously it's not supposed to fit mm-hmm. because of their desire to get married. And what I see is a lot of sisters settling mm-hmm. when they don't have to, as opposed to the fear of being alone for the rest of my life. It is better, sister, to be by yourself than to connect with somebody, regardless if they're African-American or regardless of what their 
their ethnic background is. It's, it's better to be by yourself with somebody rather than connecting with somebody that doesn't mean you any good or is not in the relationship staying for you uh, in terms of upwardly being mobile and progressing and having a strong union. Yeah, we just we just having conversation. Keep your standard high. Keep your standard. But the fear is if I keep my standard too high, mm-hmm. then I'm going to weed out a lot of the folks that may not be able to, you know, I want to, you know, a lot of sisters and I have conversations. I want to yeah. get married. I want to have, you know, a yeah. family. Yeah. And if I'm in the 45% category and I want that desperately enough, I may just, in fact, settle knowing that I'd rather be with somebody that maybe is not up to my standard than to be alone. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 Pastor Swan, I'm just on the side of encouraging sisters to hold up the standard uh, because it is our testimony, and particularly within our congregation, that I have married several uh, couples into their 30s, 40s, and even 50s um, because it was better that you learn the process of what it means to, to be married, the concept of unity and oneness, and it takes time for someone to choose to put themselves in a place where they want to serve the other person. Listen, we're not saying anything is wrong. There is there is absolutely nothing wrong with the institution of marriage. It is God-ordained, God-created. What makes it problematic sometimes is people. And so what you've got to do is you've got to come to a place where people have yielded themselves enough to God to where they're in a place to where they're actually are comparable to be a, being a mate to somebody and serving somebody else. So this is why I say for sisters, hold up the standard. I know that that sometimes sounds like a tough pill and a hard pill to swallow rather than trying some of these other alternative uh, environments and lifestyles. Do not put yourself in a situation, whether it's hetero or on the other side, that is ungodly just for the sake of being inside of the union. Do it God's way, and he'll have a plan. You know, what the song says, Pastor Swan, what God has for me is for me. God got somebody for you. Be patient. If you believe by faith, he will, he will make that happen. So, number one, and this is why some of the reasons why marriage is under attack, same-sex civil unions. Number two, teenage pregnancies. Uh-oh. Now, let me say this. When a child is born to a teenage mother, if that mother and father are already in poverty, mm-hmm. there is a high degree of probability that that child will not only be born into poverty but remain in poverty for the rest of their life. And may even continue the same cycle. So now we're talking about we're talking about cycle and we're talking about generational curse. Yes. Okay so if they're born in poverty they're more likely to stay there um, and teenage pregnancies is a big issue. Definitely in our community. So We have another call on the air. Caller, are you there? Yes, hi. Hi. Um, my name is Sherry. I was just listening to, um, you know, the radio, and I, I agree with you. You do have to set your standards um, in a relationship because I remember when I would just, you know, settle with men and just be with them and, um, you know, um, just do all the stuff right but not want to make a commitment into in marriage. And today I'm finding out it's important to make that commitment to marry a man because I look at the... Um, spiritual part like what do i really believe in because if i'm believing in, in, in a high power god right and it says that adultery is when i'm laying with a man and i'm not married to him then um what am i really believing in what what do i really believe and what do i really trust so i just believe that you marriage is very important because that is a spiritual um, commitment um and it's important for me to know that i'm not going to be here forever when i leave this world i'm gonna have to answer to my actions that's all I really want to say. I can't hear. Okay. Thank, thank you for the call. We appreciate the time. Thank you. 
Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you got to raise that standard. And so, uh, once again, uh, we know, number one, here is why marriages are under attack. Number one, the proliferation of same-sex civil unions. Number two, teenage pregnancies in the African-American community, which we know is the highest of any ethnic group in the country. Number three, high divorce rates. Oh, my. So, why would I want to get married if the statistics say that there's a 50-50 chance, and in some cases, there's a greater chance of the marriage ending than it would be if we stay together? Wow, Pastor Swan. I mean, actually, the stat that you have here says 6 out of 10, 60%, 6 out of 10 marriages uh, will end up in divorce. Let me just say uh, to persons, regardless if you've had a proper model or not, whether or not you know anybody uh, who, who has been successful in regards to marriage, it doesn't mean that your experience has to be their experience. You know, we at CRCP, we say this, we say that marriage is, se- is sexy and sexy standing for sacred, uh, that it's alluring, um, that it's exciting and that it's youthful. And so when we say that, we say that marriage is sexy. We mean that we're creating a new image and a new standard of what marriage is really all about. And just because six out of 10 doesn't mean you have to be one of the six, be one of the four. Right, but let me say this, and I say this to every every couple that I marry. Six out of ten don't make it, but the four that remain married. Yes, sir. Not all four of them are happy. <laughs> all right, let, let's be honest. You let's have, deal with that. Let's deal. You with have that. maybe um, two or three out of the four, right, that are satisfied. But then you got the one couple that's married in name only. One couple that's you know the one out of that four who decide to stay married, but they're miserable. Yeah. They're not, you know, they're living separate lives. They're not together. They're not fulfilled. Yeah. So even though six out of 10 end, you still, even for those who remain together, right. you can make the case that some of them are not getting really what they want. Let me say this about that, Pastor Swan. I encourage it, it just as if you, 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 you play college basketball. You took the time to invest in the training, the preparation to get prepared for that. Why don't we think marriage is something different? You've got to take the time, the investment, the training, the upkeep, the work at it, the tuning up of it. So I encourage everyone to make sure that you get some training, get some help uh, just beyond counseling. Maybe you don't need counseling. Maybe you don't need all that. And there's nothing. No, you need counseling. (laughs) Let me say you need it. But, you know, oftentimes what happens, Pastor, is when people come in, I can't speak for you, but when when I do premarital counseling, I ask them, well, what's going on? Everything is fine. Yeah. Everybody hit that wall. Everybody, everybody, you know, Crisis the, the lovebirds and everything is fine. Yeah. But then reality sets in a few months later. Pastor Swan, can we just be honest? Most folk lying. Everything ain't hey, fine. Everything ain't fine. <laughs> we, we know that. They just don't want us in the business like that. Yeah, right? that's what it is. So if you're still trying to call in, we want to hear from you. But if you can't get in, you can hit us on Facebook, uh, The Pastor's Study. You can also leave your comment on Twitter, at The Pastor's Study. Either way, we'll share your comment on the air before we leave for today. So, again, we do have another caller on the air. Caller, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Go ahead and state your comment, please. Um, Pastor Swan, Pastor Johnson, uh, Steve Hagwood. Steve, what's um, up, man? What's up, man? What's going on, fellas? Um, the comment on um, this goes back to the 45% um, of um, of our sisters um, not being married. That percentage, in my opinion, will increase simply because if you look at our young women today, especially on the high school level, and in the college level, you're seeing more homosexuality amongst them. And as well, you're seeing more, uh, more of them saying, I can, I can raise a family on my own. I don't need a man other than to have, have a child. 
and I'll take that question off the air. There's no question that you see that. Thanks, Steve, for the call. Um, wow. because, because now, you know, the argument is, is that wow. homosexuality, the argument is, is that it's a civil right. So if that's the route that they're going, then, you know, schools really can't dictate one way or the other somebody's sexual orientation. Wow. So that means that it, going down the hallway, uh, you know, your son or daughter, my son and daughter, my, my daughter who's nine and son who's six when they grow up and get in high school, maybe sooner than that. Oh, my. They'll have to walk down the hall and and see, you know, that kind of behavior. And, you know, you have to explain what God has ordained. Now, do we see... A lot more women perhaps saying, you know what, I don't need necessarily a man. I think sometimes out of necessity, mm. women have had to raise children and family. Mm-hmm. And, you know, always in the church pastor, women outnumber the men. Well, you know, one of the things that I've done at CRCP, Pastor Swan, is I've stood up from day one coming into my second uh, uh, anniversary as the church has been planted and said this church will be 50% male. And we're, we're coming very close to that right around 38, 39, 40%. Um, and it, it, it is very unfortunate uh, that most of our churches are, you know, female-dominated when God considers men at the head of the household, and he's going to stand in front of that man and ask him, what did you do with what I gave you? Uh, he ain't going to ask her. Now, I'm just very strong on that right there. Uh, the second thing I want to say about this is, is listen, um, on this whole issue, you, you, many people are looking at this as a civil right. Let me be one of the first ones who is an African-American, who is male, who is married, who is raising four daughters. Uh, to stand up and say with a law and public policy degree that says that uh, this particular issue of orientation is not a civil rights issue. And I could spend time with you going on into the legalities of inalienable rights and alienable rights and, and looking at uh, several civil rights cases from 1888, 1954, and so on and so forth. This is a matter of choice. You are not born into this condition. Um, you, are, you are born... Um, with the genetics in place given to you by God to function as the Lord would have you function. So let me just say that right there, number one. And number two, the third thing I want to just mention about this is, as we've been saying, you don't have to be, you don't have to be in that number of the 45%. Keep your standard high. Make sure that you get proper training and get proper understanding about what this is about. And don't always look at what your, parent, your, 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 your view is um, in terms of what's going on around you to be your standard and your issue for you. There is a better chance and a better hope for you. So we've got to do a whole brand new, if you will, Pastor Swan, training from the grassroots level up about what marriage and family is all about within our community if we're going to see some of these statistics turn around. I agree. I, I definitely agree. We have a top ten list. Uh, we'll do the first five today. Yeah. We'll do the next, next five, five next yeah. week. Okay, so we did five, we did four so far. The number one, you know, the reasons why marriage is under attack nationwide, but particularly in the African-American community. The first one we said, and not in necessarily any order, same-sex civil unions. Number two, uh, teenage pregnancies. Mm. Number three, high divorce rates, especially in the African-American community. Mm. And let me add that divorce rates among Christians Oh, is not that much different. Oh, you didn't put some hot sauce in it between now. divorce rates of non-believers. You mean to tell me people who are Christians, Pastor Swan, are experiencing divorce? Would you dare say that we're coming close to the place where it's outpacing? I hope not. <laughs> I hope not. But these are the realities, and and please understand that we're not bashing. We're not. We're just stating the facts. This yeah, is what these it are is. just facts. Number four, the increasing number of couples 
who prefer to cohabitate. Uh-oh. Even have children. Uh-oh. Without getting married. Uh-oh. That so, that that's I hate to say I hate to say you, it. You have I would dare to say. <laughs> you have a lot of couples. The reason why the 45% Uh-huh. Is never been married uh-huh. is because I'll be willing to say you have a good percentage of that group. They shack it. They shack it. <laughs> <laughs> they in the shack up. You know they <laughs> they've been together. You know ten to fifteen years, two or three kids, just not married, <laughs> not involved in the covenant. That's the forty five percent. How come the forty five percent are married? Because maybe ten, fifteen, twenty percent. Yeah, are involved in that situation. Cohabitation. So, somebody call in and talk about that. Let me hear some people call in and talk about that. And let me say this while we're on this. For the sister that is involved in this type of relationship, here's what you've done. Mm. You have given every possible thing you could give. Away. It's gone. There's nothing else to offer. Mm-hmm. Now, studies show that those who cohabitate before getting married tend to have poor marriages. Right. It also suggests that those who cohabitate and the relationship does not end in marriage, or let's say that they break up, you have a higher chance, mm-hmm. five times of a higher chance of having a nervous breakdown. Oh, my. After the relationship I is over. I didn't think about that. Wow. Why is that the case? Because you have invested so much mm. into the relationship, thinking that if I make these types of decisions, that my man is going to honor that, and we're going to work things out. And if it doesn't work out, you're left with nothing. And usually you have kids. Mm-hmm. What do you what do you say to the sister, Pastor Swan, who, who comes into your office and, sh- and she says, well, he said to me, you know, it, it's just paper. You know, it's just a piece of paper. Why? Why we why we need to get married? Why we need to have a, a marriage license? But what, what, what do you say to what? What do you because a lot of women hear that it's just paper, girl. You know, I'm with you. You my wifey. We, we can get tattoos on our fingers <laughs> to symbolize our commitment to each other. What do you say to them? Well, I say, you know, if you want to do it the way God has intended. You know, and many people say, and let me say this. Some people say, well, we cohabitate for economic reasons. Economic, go ahead. Go right there. That's where I want to go. Okay, look, you know, I'm, I'm struggling. You're struggling. It's better. We just pool our resources. We know we're going to get married, or we think we're going to get married. Mm-hmm. So let's go ahead and just... Start the process. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's no guarantees in that. Mm-hmm. You can't get, you can't take advantage of the marriage tax credit unless you're married. <laughs> <laughs> my my, Absolutely, that would love. So it's, it's it's not economically more feasible for you to cohabitate. Um, you know, a, a two house, a two parent income or two household income is better than one. Um, and you also there's a marriage tax credit. You can't get the the child tax credit uh, in that sense um, when you're not married. Uh, and you have children, of course, you can take it on your own. But look how much more money you can save just in terms of the tax code when you're married and you have children. Pastor, here's the reality. It's a benefit. The, the reality is this. It so, come with benefits, Pastor. It, it sounds good, but here's the reality. In this day and time, Go ahead. that is part of the process. Yeah. Whether we want to believe that or not. Believe it or not. People decide to make those types of decisions. Um Wow. And and that's just where we are. So I would say that the reason why marriage has been impacted in the African-American community is because uh, the statistics bear it out. We, as an African-American community, mm. cohabitate mm. more than any other ethnic group. Mm. That's strong, Pastor Swan. You just put it out. That is strong. We 
tend to be involved in the cohabitation situation more than any, uh, or would you say more disproportionately in regards to our population? Would you say it that way? Yes. Disproportionately. Why aren't we marrying our, why aren't men and women engaging in matrimony and marrying each other? Well, I'm a dude, right? Go ahead. Talk about it. All right. Let's say I'm not in the church. Yeah. Why would I? What incentive do you have? Is that what you're saying? What? Why? If you're gonna buy, if, if I you, can come home, yeah, you're there. If we can live together, you're there. If I can have sex whenever I want, yeah. If we're gonna have children, yeah. But I, I, you're still not asking me to commit to you all the way. You know what I think? Why would I? You know, Pastor Swan, I think a lot of times it's happening because people still, people really do value marriage. They do value marriage. Uh, they do believe that marriage is a god ordained thing. I think one of the things is that we haven't talked about, and we, we're gonna run out of time, is accountability. Um, that man or woman, for that matter, wants to engage in what all of the benefits of that relationship is, but they don't necessarily want to come to that place of that covenantal commitment in terms of its finality. That sounds good, Pastor. <laughs> but, but let's 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 think on that level. Look, okay. look, here are the stats. If I know everybody around me who's gotten married ends in divorce. Okay. All right. And maybe I was raised in a house that didn't have a father, so I don't know what the marital Example looks like. Yeah. Why would I get married? I mean, you know, from from a re- if I got a girl and she likes me and I like her. Yeah. I understand, you know. But if we're already having sex, then you know that's. So what's the what's the issue? Especially if I know that if the relationship is good between us right now. Yeah. And I'm seeing all of these marriages go down in flames. Mm-hmm. If it's good for right now, why? You know, a lot of people think this. Why mess it up? It comes right down to what you're saying, Pastor Swan. It comes down to the value system. We've got to come to a place where we realize that the, even the marriage covenant is not about us. It's about God. And it's about a reflection of his image in the earth through us as two people come together. That's got to become a value again that we ascribe to and that we hold to. It is about God. Within our it, community. It should be about God. But, yeah. Pastor, if I'm in a house with no father... Mm-hmm. And God said, I'll be every, the fatherless. every relationship that I see in my family is either ended in divorce or there's a single parent situation. Okay. Why would I be encouraged to get married? Because we've got to do better. We do have to do better. But <laughs> here's the reality. Though. And, and these are the things that are impacting marriage. Because that reality doesn't have to be your reality. It does not, but it is for a lot of people. Okay. We're almost out of time. Let go, me go, go through these go, 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 go. very quickly before Moose comes back in. Uh, the reasons why um, marriages are under attack and struggling. Number one, civil unions, mm-hmm. same-sex civil unions. Mm-hmm. Number two, teenage pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Number three, high divorce rates. Mm-hmm. Number four, the increasing number of couples who cohabitate. Mm-hmm. Number, five. number five, the number of children who are raised in single-parent homes. Wow. 78% oh my. of black children live in a single parent home oh my so once again if i'm a man raised in a single parent home i don't see marriage and how it should be right and i look around my block and ain't nobody married right why would i get married there has got to be a value system that is created there has got to be the reestablishment of a biblical value system and worldview within the minds and hearts 
of not just African-Americans, but all people to understand that marriage is about a covenant commitment and a reflection of God's image in the earth. So essentially what we're saying, as you run through these statistics, Pastor Swan, uh, taking us to a, a, another area that really God's reputation is on the line with this thing when you really come right down to it. It, it is on the line, but that's why you see the strategy of the enemy. There to, we go. To destroy a community, I got to destroy the family. Got to destroy the family. And, and this, is, this, is, this is what you see. You see the family unit being destroyed because the whole notion of what marriage should look like is being totally redefined. There you go. We went through our first five. Stay tuned next week. We got five more. You will not believe what number six is. And I'm sure we're going to get a lot of calls on number oh, six. Oh, wow. Can we just say it real no, quick? No, no, no. Can we say it real no, quick? No, 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 no. Oh, my you gotta goodness. come back next week. That's some hot sauce right there. Once Tune again, we want to thank we want to thank all of you who have listened to the show today. We want to thank Jerry Good once again for being on the show, giving us all the good fitness information. We want to thank uh, Alexi Johnson, who's been working behind the scenes with our Facebook and Twitter information. Finally, again, we want to thank in order President Harvey, uh, Dean Whitaker Heck, Dr. Gerald Roy, uh, Jay Lang Station Manager, Kevin Moose Anderson, for uh, making the necessary upgrades here in the studio. Uh, very, very nice studio for the uh, HU students and us to come in and to do the radio show. We're very excited about the progress. So on behalf of everybody here with the Pastor Study, we again thank you for listening. Tune in next week for the continuation of this topic. And until next week, be blessed and be a blessing to someone else. Take care.